It's May the 4th. It's a live show for Rule of the Galaxy, mm -hmm. Chapter 135. Uh, we're at Comic Book University in Indianapolis. That was getting too annoying. I was hearing myself twice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so Joey was telling us how he was celebrating May May the 4th. Yeah. Alfie, how about you? Have you done anything special for May the 4th? Oh, special for May the 4th. Let me think. I think we watched the Kenobi trailer maybe a dozen times. Okay. Uh, Only a dozen, huh? Yeah, at different speeds, you know, different angles, different TVs. We watched The Force Awakens. We've been playing with Star Wars toys all day. We opened up some stuff. So, yeah, we've had a good Star Wars day. Good. Day. Good. What about you? I worked all day. Um, and then I planned to come here and meet you guys. And um, I watched the Kenobi trailer twice. And I listened to about the first half an hour of the gallery. And then I came right over here. I couldn't watch it because I was busy working. You know what else I did? What? I made a Star Wars TikTok. I just thought about that. Okay. I made a Star Wars TikTok. They have an effect out there now where it's like you're riding in the front seat of a car and it literally puts you in a car. It's got the highway in the back and everything. So I made one that was like uh, this, the after I dropped my friends off playing the music that I really want to play and I had Duel of the Fates going. Okay. Because you know, we've all been there when like you don't want to have Star Wars music pop up on your uh, iPod when sure. you're playing with your when you know when your friends are in the back seat because they'll give you a hard time or whatnot. And so then they they pop out, then you're just letting it rip. Okay, that's, that's what I did. So I'm not sure if we're talking about the same letting it rip from your car when you're by yourself. I can think of another thing about letting it rip. So hey, we have Vinny and Shanna Smith who just showed up here. Nice to see you guys out in the crowd. Hey, welcome. Ooh um so you mentioned tiktok so i'll just jump into some of our usual lingo here as always you can follow us at rule the galaxy sw on twitter follow us at rule the galaxy at facebook and youtube uh rule the galaxy sw on instagram uh tiktok is now rule the galaxy podcast i believe ddoc set that up so i'm i'm going with that um and then we've got always email us at rule the galaxy sw at gmail.com one last plug, go to Etsy.com, type in Rule the Galaxy, all one word, all caps. It'll take you to our shop, and you can buy some Rule the Galaxy gear right there. And the links are coming up right there on the uh, screen for you. Um, so, Joey, you brought this up. Alfie, you and I grew up May 25th was the day Star Wars came out, and most of us celebrated May the 25th as kind of like the Star Wars day. And with marketing and promotions, May the 4th has really kind of taken that over. What are your thoughts on that? To me, it's great just to have another day to celebrate Star Wars. You want to give okay. me special deals and prices on stuff. I don't care how many Star Wars days there are. Yeah, it is. Even though I was a little thrown when you said the Eastern um, Orthodox, Orthodox. Yeah. Catholics did January Christmas. If I had Christmas in January, that'd be pretty sick. So, you know, you do you, you double dip and you get at the beginning of the month and the end of the month. I'm cool with it. Okay. That sounds good. Well, I was I was doing a little research, believe it or not, before we got in here for the show. You doing research. Wow. You would never, never think that would happen. Thought. Shocking. Yeah. I know. Um, How many of these have you just freaking gone through in your life, by the way? Um, I mean, so Joey's making fun of my addiction to notepads. And yes, I have an entire... Just the, the entire the, bag the of lefty notepads. chicken yes. scratch um, since as long as I can remember. Come on, man. Yeah. Just ripping on your dad. So the history of the May the 4th be with you. Actually have some of that right here. 1978, during July 4th, 
Professor Leo Brody, I believe, who went on to work on Empire of Dreams, the documentary about mm -hmm. George Lucas. 1978, during the 4th of July, he was telling people, may the 4th be with you for mm. the 4th of July. Yeah. So that was when it came out, 1978. 1979, Margaret Thatcher was elected as the prime minister in England on May 4th. I thought she was an actress. Margaret Thatcher? Mm -hmm. I think you're thinking of like Margot Robbie. No, I would know Margot Robbie. <laughs> anyway, I would know Margot. so Margaret Thatcher on the newspaper headlines after she was she was elected, it said, May the fourth be with you, Maggie, on, on the headlines okay. on May the fourth. And then in nineteen eighty two, during the filming of at that time, Revenge of the Jedi, in uh, they were filming the Ewok section section of the movie in the forest near George Lucas's house. Yeah. A Lucasfilm film employee said we should make this a holiday and, and send each other like cards in the office on May the 4th for May the 4th be with you. So those were all kind of historical things during revenge of the Sith. Oh, again, on July the 4th, they, they did a promotional item that if you bought three tickets for revenge of the Sith over the July 4th weekend, you get the fourth free. So it was May the 4th be with you. Mm. And then of course, in 2011, 2012, when the whole Disney thing took over, yeah, it just went wild and it's been going like that ever since. So that does, history. that does feel right. Like I remember the, the crossover in the Disney era uh, yeah. when that was the, the cell was there. And <laughs> 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 you got a little audience members with the, with the we, iPad going, but yeah, yeah, you know, it does. It does. Yeah. The last decade, it's really been driven home commercially, but um, no, I'm cool with that. I don't care. Yeah. Star Wars is Star Wars. I really think the whole Disney parks is where I first heard May the 4th and it being a big thing. Okay. You said George Lucas. They did the Ewok scenes in his backyard. Yeah. You think he's like a furry or something? You think he's got a real uh, thing going where he wanted everybody to be in the backyard in the Ewok um, outfits? <laughs> huh? Gosh. Thanks for bringing that up, Joey. Um, I have no idea. Um, but it's like his version of Neverland. You know, with the Ewoks. Okay. Bunch of little people in costumes <laughs> at George Lucas's house. Faster, more intense. <laughs> Faster, more intense. Faster, more um, intense. Hey, while we're here, do a quick promo for Comic Book University and just anybody who wants comics. Yes, today is May the 4th, but on Saturday, May the 7th, it is free comic book day, not only at Comic Book University, but all over the country. Uh, day kicks off at 10 a.m., runs through 8 p.m., especially right here at the at the U, as they call it. Uh, they're celebrating their 21st year free comic book day. Come in. They'll take care of you. Uh, they've got a whole list at uh, freecomicbookday.com to where you can see which comics you can come in and pick up. Um, and let's see. They're having a sale. Take advantage of 20% off almost everything in the store, excluding Magic, The Gathering, and Pokemon products which never would have done anything for me anyway. Um, and this year, appearing at Comic Book, Comic Book University, we will have Jackie Crofts, Dan Shgatty, and Mark Brer. If you, if you know who those people are, it's important to you, and damn it, you need to be there. Free Comic Book Day, May 7th, at Comic Book University, but also comic book stores all over the country. Tony, you're running the chat over there. Anything coming through on the chat that we need to answer now that the sound's working? <laughs> A lot of curse words. Great. Perfect. Um, can you read that, Joey? Yes. This is from Star Wars Comic Friend. Yes. Grab the Ahsoka Mall figure. 
and a scorch figure. Then, of course, the autos from the weekend. So I'm, I'm guessing that's how they celebrated uh, May the 4th. Brent okay. got some killer autographs. Uh, this is the convention. So you guys are at the convention. You guys are the big shots yeah. on the stage. Well, yes. yeah, well, we, that was next in line. We were going to do a little, uh, ICC con recap. So, um, you, I wish you could have been there. Um, it was a lot of fun. Same. It looked great. Um, we had a booth at the I, I or ICC con in Nashville, Tennessee. It was Alfie, Nick Chesky, Brent Dykeman, and myself. Mm -hmm. So lots of fun discussions on the road trip. Oh, look, here we are. there we are with Anna Graves, the Duchess Satine herself wow. from the Clone Wars. She was fabulous. We gave her a T-shirt, Rule the Galaxy T-shirt. Um, and Tony's going to show you a wide array of pictures. Wait, is we that got really there. Darth Maul? It was. It was really Darth Maul. Um, so it was great. We had our own booth. We had shirts. We had hats, banners. Um, and then the the gentleman who ran the uh, podcast stage. Oh, I met Timothy Zahn. How, well, we got to we can't just glaze oh, over I, that. I will. I will get there. Okay. Um, we actually got to do four live shows on the podcast stage, two by our whole team, and then one with uh, Brent Dykeman and uh, the ECPC TV staff, and then one with Nick Shesky with the ECPC TV staff. Say that ten times in a row. No, thanks. And um, it was great. The cosplayers there were fabulous. Uh, so many toys to buy. I really that Mando was wow, Alpha. Yeah, when I saw that, I was like, "That is yeah. Din Djarin. That's him." It was pretty epic. Yeah. yeah, I mean, so for me to um get to meet Timothy Zahn, the, the story you guys all know the story. I had his autograph. He wrote me a letter after I wrote him a letter. Hey, Mass, Mass, Mass is in the house. house. Um, Timothy Zahn, after Heir to the Empire came out in 1991. I wrote him a letter and said, this is awesome. It brought back Star Wars to me. He wrote me a letter back. Very nice. Handwritten letter. Signed all that. Mm -hmm. When we moved, my dad threw it away. I was heartbroken. I've sent him messages on Facebook. Said, hey, here's what happened. Makes too much sense. He, he, um, he, of course, said, hey, if we meet up sometime, remind me of that story. I walked up to the booth. He's sitting there. He's signing books. And I said, Mr. Zahn, here's a book of yours. Would you sign it? And I told him the story again. He was great. Took pictures with me. He was great. Look at that chist right there, by the way. Uh, one of Thrawn's people from uh, from the Heir to the yeah. Empire. Um, so it was great. And then, you know, my favorite, Tony's got it up on screen right now. Uh, the Clone Wars reunion. Wow. Matt Lanner, James Arnold Taylor, Ashley Eckstein, Anna Graves. So you have Anakin Skywalker, Obi-Wan Kenobi, uh, Ahsoka Tano, yeah. and, and Duchess Satine all on one stage. We were about 20 feet away from them. So cool. And they were doing great interviews. Uh, I know... Nick got great videos of Ian McDermott doing an interview. Yeah, I got a good interview of Ian McDermott. Yep. I saw you guys got on yeah. your TikTok. You had him he, doing he do it. Do it. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. That was, that was did you guys get chill? Did you oh, chills? Yeah. I mean, and it was pretty <laughs> perfect because he came out on stage and it was unintended, but someone in the crowd somewhere leaned against the light switch. No. So way. the lights went out. Right. Wow. And then he did the Emperor's voice. It yes. couldn't have been any more perfect. RFR guys. Love yeah. that. Met the, met the guys from RFR, Jimmy and Jason. They were very nice. Talked about our podcast, told us some things to get better, to do, all that kind of stuff. Whoa, just, Blow Coon. Oh, oh yeah, Joey. I had to stop every time I saw those two right there. Oh, my wow. gosh, Tony. See? Yeah. Bringing up the wrong color for Blow Coon. I mean, the the face, the everything is exact on, but now it's the lightsaber. That's all I look at. That's it. 
ruined it for me. <laughs> you ruined it, Tony. You ruined it. That's awesome, man. So you guys did. Um, you were you let off for uh, Rebel Force Radio, right? Like you, we were the show before then. Yeah, that. so that was really great. You opened for that's like opening for Jerry Seinfeld of the Star Wars podcast world. There you go. That's that's what we were doing. We were the opening act, but we met some great people. Made a lot of of contacts. Um, there were a lot of other podcasters there. Who were like, hey, let's meet up, mm-hmm. do some shows together, things like that. It was it was a lot of fun. All uh, three of us went that, to the uh, that Falcon is still haunting me. The hundred and fifty dollar yeah. Falcon. Yeah, that that one is really bothering me. I, I was gonna. I've looked it up quite a few times to try to buy it again, and it's way out of my price range. Well, that's what I was gonna ask about because we were all at the Great Ohio Toy Show. Yeah. Us three, Tommy Line. How did it, and the the toy wise, figure wise, how did that compare between the two? Not a lot of variety as far as high end or low end. There was a lot of variety, but it was very high end. It was high end. Uh, now, yeah, there were some things. There was a lot of stuff, and you know, it really frustrates me to see the amount of things that people had of stuff that should be out now that you yeah. can't find anymore. You know, I bought that book, the Tycon Boba Fett, you know, in the Tuscan Raider garb. Dude had 20 of them. Okay, okay, yeah. I've yep, never it seen it. Yeah. I've never seen it available online. I've seen it online, but never to where you could actually buy it. Correct. So how do you get 20 of them? It's that a good guy question. had 50 of the brand new vintage collection Anakin Skywalkers. How? Why don't you ask him? He's got the end. They yeah. fell off the back yeah. of a truck. They don't like to talk. <laughs> They don't want to give yeah, away their secrets. <laughs> you're not going to want to fill out that registration card. <laughs> you just go ahead and throw that away. Oh, man. Um, yeah, so, Good How Toy Show is fun. Yeah, so you know, I, I bought a, a lot of uh, $10 figures for my daughter to open. Mm-hmm. And one thing I've you know, kind of rubbed me the wrong way. The guy threw me some shade like he didn't have, you know, time enough to deal with me because I was buying the junk that he has. Oh, so he was like, oh, you're opening them? Why yeah. would I? You're. Yeah. How dare you yeah. play Could with you these toys? And let me get back to selling my, you know, <laughs> Kenner originals that are mint. In- oh man, there's always yeah. gonna be people that take the fun out of stuff. You know. Well, one thing about taking the fun out of it, and Alfie's seen this this weekend. We've usually been keep them in the box kind of people. No more. And yeah, I mean, I think we've ripped off the seal, and we're going, we're yeah. going live. We're going fresh out of the box. And here's my reason why. Hasbro is going away from plastic on their boxes. They're going to be cardboard boxes with painting or whatever artwork of the character on the outside. So you're not going to be able to see the character through? No, I don't on the 6 inch as well, see right? The character. You see a picture of the character. What are we I mean, who's running this company? <laughs> are they just wanting to run it into the ground? What's, what's, what's going one on? on Seinfeld? Kruger? I think it's Kruger who's Kruger? running Hasbro. I Yeah. My gosh. <laughs> Sometimes it does feel like they're just, yeah, like, what's the worst possible thing we could do? Let's do that. You know? It does feel that way. But I can tell you, I've opened up. I I was going to bring some characters, but I came right from work. I opened up my Obi-Wan Kenobi Clone Wars Mm 6-inch with the armor on. Mm -hmm. Pretty cool. No looking back now? No looking back. I'm I'm ready to go. That Revan changed me. I opened that bad boy up, and there's... There's no reason to have that in a box. Absolutely no reason. <laughs> Instead of can't put the cat or the cats out of the bag, now it's the figures out of the box. Yeah, I like that's this. The, that's yeah. the phrase. Okay. I like it. Well, maybe I'll try that, Ryan, when we get home. You can set them up, you know, in the bedroom, like next to the bed. No, that's Massingale. Mass, yours are out in your bedroom, right? Not 
<laughs> um, oh, well, he'd come around real quick and say hi, Mass. Come in, yell into one of the mics. There's people wanting to hear from Mass. And we got D-Doc. We got to get him on advice. here in a second. Give some advice. Hey, Mass. What's up? How's everybody? Ma- Mass is coming in to be a part of the Rule of the Galaxy again. We miss you. The, the crowd has missed you. They they loved your cursing and your and your comments. <laughs> Before Tom is probably on there right now. Brent Dykeman is on there. I can see your, that. Your steadfast opinions of no, I just don't like that. <laughs> I yeah. gave it another shot, but no, I don't like that. That's fair. I don't like that. Yeah. What yeah. are you most excited hey. about? What are you? What are you? What's before you get out of here, Star Wars wise? What gets you most fired up right now? Uh, Kenobi. Looking forward to that. Um, then third season of Mando. Really looking forward to that. Uh, other than that, I'm not. I haven't really been keeping up as to what's coming out. So I'm not. Those are really the only things that matter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Hit the nail. <clears throat> I just want to let you know. Lori does not comment on these shows very often, and I saw a comment, hi, Mass, from Lori Molinero. So you know you're somebody. Dykeman, I want Mass. She didn't even say hi that for her son. So. <laughs> Missed that ball there. Are we, is phrasing still somebody. a thing? That's right. Are we still doing phrasing? I guess. Um, <laughs> so, good. Mass, thank you for stopping by. I appreciate it. Yeah. Taking the time out of good your to day to you. come be a part of this. You got it. it. We'll have to go see another movie soon. Absolutely. You got it. See you, later. See you Mass. Um, we'll get Benny up here in a minute. We'll steal him away from Shanna and have him come up and talk in a little bit. But um, so looking here real quick, I, I was thinking about this. What you know, what does this kind of we're celebrating Star Wars today mm-hmm. as a group? You know, everybody around the world. It's may May the fourth be with you. It's Star Wars Day, all that. We talked about it a little bit in the past. We've done some things, had some discussions, but but uh Michael Havens, who runs the ICC con. He definitely hit something the other day when he was on the show. And he said, how many other things, when you're 35 or 40 years old, things like that, can you meet new friends? Can you bond over something for people who are across all kinds of political aisles, religious aisles, all that kind of stuff? Star Wars does that, right? Star Wars is that buffer in between um, that, that keeps people bind, you know, binded together. And so I think that's very important for us to think about that on a day like today. I, of course, wrote down my whole history of Star Wars right here. We don't have time for that. Maybe some highlights later. But what about you guys? You, I mean, you guys have the same opinion on this? It brings people together? Yeah, it's like at the con last week in the podcast next to us, the Mike and Mike guy. Yeah. First time meeting, man. He walked in with that uh, C-3PO and Emperor pop signed by both of the you know yep. actors. I had to run right over. We talked about it. We geeked out. You know, I, I don't know this guy, but all of a sudden we just connected over Star Wars. Yeah, no, I think it's hilarious too. Like not only we have all Molinero fellows up here, which is great. Um, but do you think about like the connections like like Jack Harvey? The, oh, yeah. Any card driver. Are we allowed um, to all be in one spot at one time? This there there might be some FBI people <laughs> waiting for us when it's done. But that's There's okay. only two Joes allowed at once. So Christmas gets very difficult, <laughs> as you can imagine. But, yeah, we think we're good. Uh, yeah, but, like, guys like Jack Harvey, uh, George Kittle, mm-hmm. uh, you know, friends of people like that who uh, are, are, are well-known athletes who are up in this, who you've been able to connect over Star Wars. Right. I was texting with Jack Harvey today. He said, hey, happy May 4th, man. And I said, same to you. He said, Wish I could have been on with your dad's show tonight, but I'm traveling all day and whatnot. So it's like, it's just so funny that, yeah, if you are in the Star Wars, diehard Star Wars, it can connect you from everywhere. And there's just that automatic 
bonding ground that oh, yeah. you have, you know? Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know if I'll be able to hear D-Doc, but D-Doc's here. He's live from Philadelphia. We're talking about friends in Star Wars. D-Doc. Here's a guy that uh, last year during the race made us the great sign that sits behind me in our studio, and I've got it there on my wall. This guy was a friend of the show, and he came on like gangbusters and is now a big part of the show. And, and he runs our TikTok. He's very much involved with our social media. He's all the way out in Philadelphia. We were going to meet him last weekend at the ICC Con. Baby number three coming. Kind of held that up. But mm. D-Doc, how Feel you doing? That. Hopefully I can hear you. Baby three is not here yet. Can you hear me, Joe? I can you hear guys, you, yes. You guys got me. All right, I even cool. got you. I don't even have headphones on. Right this there. is great. All right. Yeah, hey, baby three up? is not here yet. And I, I, I had a feeling that might have happened. But uh, I just stopped at a uh, toy store. They have all vintage Star Wars stuff on my way home. And I made up for the trip. And funny thing is, I'd sent you guys a picture, but in the front of their store is a big Boba Fett statue. And right on it was an ICCC badge from 22. So even wow, out here, really? man, ICCC has some long reach. What'd you get? Awesome. We got to see. You were, you were right. teasing it. What'd we get? I was teasing it. And this is, I'm going to I'm gonna plug them too. It's the Toy Cantino on Bustleton and Feasterville if you're from the Philadelphia area. I got a episode one Obi-Wan Kenobi and I'm absolutely jacked about it. It's in perfect condition and it's a reasonable price. This thing costs more online. So they gave 15% off for May the 4th. The guys were awesome to talk to. I could have talked to him for an hour if we didn't have the show. So I'm really hyped to get this. I think you might have this one, Joe. He um, does. That's yeah. the Obi-Wan King right there. Yep, yep. Hey, we get um, Miriam. Oh, Miriam. Hey, how hey. are you? Hello there. Miriam, thanks for stopping in saying hey. Dad's the king of that impression. He does a really good one. But that's yeah. fitting, though, D-Doc, to there. Uh, get uh, the Kenobi on Kenobi Day. We get the trailer for Kenobi. You got some thoughts you want to share? Yeah, I think the guys were kind of surprised at how quickly I saw it. I mean, it was six, it was $65, which is not, you know, cheap. It was, you know, it's in perfect condition. I mean, I've seen it online for 75. I wanted it. I'm on the hunt for an Anakin, but yeah, I'm just high on Kenobi right now. And the second I saw him, I'm just like, "Yep, I'll get this one." They're like, "Do you want to look at the other stuff?" I'm like, "No, I'm good." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's better to stop yourself before you get yeah. going too wild. You have to know your limitations, D-Doc. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but that trailer today, I mean, I, I, I know, I think, Joe, you were on with us probably when the first trailer dropped, I want to say. And I just remember. Right, yeah. I remember we were just saying it's just like, it, it's just surreal to see this and to even have some dialogue in this trailer as well, where you heard him saying, you know, he needs to be trained at some point. I'm like, it, you know, I watched it like five times and still want to watch it more. <laughs> That, yeah, that that is definitely the line, kind of one of the lines that I was looking the most forward to. Right. We've always known that there's some kind of confrontation, that crazy old wizard. Right. Uh, uh, what's his name? I'm blanking here. Uh, Owen. Uncle Owen. Owen. Yeah. Uncle Owen. He he was angry, didn't want any part of Obi-Wan Kenobi. And here we are seeing that actually transpire on the screen between these two actors that one kind of hit hard. I'm thinking we're getting real now when yeah. this happens. Going back to bringing in some of those storylines from the comics of Owen and Obi-Wan Kenobi together. Yep. And I, I really feel like this series is going to give you kind of a different take on Owen Lars, especially when you see him in episode four 
and he does kind of seem like, you know, just really grumpy, you know, angry farmer that no, he's more concerned with protecting Luke Skywalker. Right. Because really what hope does Luke Skywalker have in the universe once he leaves Tatooine? How about Uncle Owen just going low blow straight to you know where on oh, Obi-Wan. Yeah. He murdered him with that one. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Like you're full, like you drank his father. Dang, man. Yeah. That was brutal. Willie Harms on, on Twitter hit me with that. And I was like, ouch, that yeah. is painful right there. I mean, that that's the one blow that but he can go at him. It's the truth yeah. to what Owen knows about the Jedi. He only has known personally one Jedi, and it didn't I, end well. Did pretty not. on the head, you know, sick burn, just like Anakin. Yeah, you know. he he probably was like, "Hey, oh, go ahead, D Doc." Oh, sorry, I I gotta say too that line to me made me feel so terrible for Obi Wan because I had like I had made a video today where I was going and mashing up a bunch of old clips of Kenobi, and I'm just like, you know what? He he's a guy who he's he's technically innocent with the amount of shit that he got. Part of my French, the amount of stuff he got involved in. I mean, Obi-Wan was just a guy training to be a Jedi. And look at this, like the crap storm he got involved in. I mean, I feel like Anakin was destined to have this happen to him. It's not his fault. And you just feel bad for the guy, you know? 100%. I, I look at Obi-Wan as being the epitome of what a Jedi is. Maybe I'm wrong because he's, he's flawed. He makes mistakes, you know, from a certain point of view, you know, those kind of things. But, man, he, he always put everybody before himself. I can't think of a time where he was not, whether it's in the prequels, whether it's in Clone Wars, whether it's even in Rebels, and now, in the original trilogy, he was always putting somebody before himself, and well, and it's that's why I think the Jedi way, Jedi way is. Well, you look at how the stories come full circle now. When they when Obi Wan first meets Anakin, he warns Qui Gon and says, you know, why can't you just listen to the Council? Listen to what they have to say about this boy. You'd be a master. And then not only becoming that boy's mentor, but best friends, brothers, to where now he's watching over that young boy that he said you yep. know, to leave alone son. And what kind of pain would that have to be to watch basically a clone of, I hate to say clone because that has such significance in Star Wars. Right. But he's watching the second chosen one from a distance with no interaction, he can't train him. And even if he could, does he want to because of what happened with Anakin? Would right. there be that fear that I'll just make the same mistake again? Guarantee there was. You know, a line stuck out to me big time was, and I don't know why, but it was when uh, the Inquisitor, who's the main Inquisitor? Uh, the the, lady the Grand in, Inquisitor? No, not the Grand Inquisitor. The the one that really focused on in this series. The, the lady. I don't remember I don't which know sister number. she is. Yeah, right. sister one, two, or <laughs> but three. But she has a line about, uh, you know, I want every bounty hunter, every scrum of it. And so maybe I was like, I don't think they would have put that in there unless we're going to see some of the bounty hunters. Well, we that, saw one. Yeah, that was looks like Forlom. Forlom. Yeah. Four LOM. Oh, huh. well, well, I was kind of thinking more of like Boba Fett. He'd be a little young, but it's still possible. 100% possibility. Yeah. I mean, so they're going to tie it all together. Yeah, exactly. I was like, they're doing this. They throw that line in there. You already mentioned they got four line in there. So then I'm like, ah, I'm thinking we're going to see some of the heavy hitter bounty hunters coming. Um, I wouldn't mind it. I wouldn't mind if they went through the whole array of the Empire Strikes Back and had them each come in and track down Obi-Wan. Right. But then... 
then everybody's going to know he's out there. Right. Right. And I'm not sure how many people I want this show to show know he's out there. I think that's going to be the twist of the show is that, you know, the, the trailer always presents things in a different way. Mm -hmm. But I think the twist of the show is going to be no one has any idea that who they're after is Obi-Wan Kenobi. So we saw Vader in this, right? I mean, right. we see his chest plate. We hear the breathing. The arm. Yeah. The arm that was being connected. Terminator-ish right? yeah, being put together. Sure. Yeah. What are we feeling about that? I mean, Vader's there in, in full gear. Let me start with D-Doc. Yeah, D-Doc, go ahead. Yeah, I uh, couldn't believe that. That was one that I actually stopped after I watched the trailer first. I went back and just kept replaying that scene. I mean, just to see. And you know what? I guarantee right after that, you're going to see that headshot of Hayden Christensen getting the helmet put on probably. And you know what? I want to ask you guys this. Did you notice how much of his body was exposed when they were putting the chest plate on? Because it looked like it looked like the plate was separate from everything else. It looked like you could see his skin around his torso and everything. So I found that interesting. Yeah, I thought it kind of looked like that in Rogue One when he was in the back to tank, though. I have to go back and watch. Yeah, two 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 viewings on the trailer today. I didn't I didn't get a chance to get that. Deep I know what you're it. saying though. It was like if, because for a second I was like, that is Vader, but. Is it? You know, there was a little bit of a doubt in my mind, but then with the yeah, the chest plate and everything, well, there was the the book. The what was the Vader book called? The Rise of Lord Vader or something? And that was the premise of the book. Throughout, he constantly was working on a suit because of how much he hated it. Ah, uh, making it better. That would be right in the timeline. Yeah, then make it to where it could switch all the way through the movie series as well, right? So where it looks a little different each right. movie. Because it does. The, well, if you think about Anakin as a character, he constantly did that. He made R2-D2 better. He made a starfighter. He was constantly working on. Right. That's kind of, you know, what he was known for. That's true. The artwork, I don't know if you guys saw the kind of secondary artwork that came out um, that had the big overlying picture of Obi-Wan. Yeah. And I thought it was clever how they put Darth Vader right in the middle of his chest. You know, they have Vader on an edge of a cliff, but it was like right in the middle of Obi-Wan's chest. I was like, to me, I, I felt like there was some symbolism there of, you know, that, that it's his heart, man. You know, I mean, as brutal as it is and how much, you know, he's trying to avoid him. It's like, that was Anakin. That was my boy. Yeah. yeah. Enzo and I were talking about it today. How, what is it going to be like when Obi-Wan finds out that Vader is Anakin Skywalker? Like the, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be it's going to be um, gut wrenching for for Obi-Wan. I mean, he thought he was dead. Right. I mean, mm -hmm. he left him for dead. And how is he going to find out? Is it going to be a hollow net video? Is it going to be somebody put, posting something, you know, somewhere in some kind of news thing, imperial propaganda, whatever? How is he going to find is that it out? going to be personal? Will Vader him, tell him himself? Oh, mm. I thought there was kind of an expanded universe scenario that yeah that's not canon anymore but <laughs> right but like, i remember there's didn't i mean kind of he was just he saw him on the hollow yeah 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 in yeah. the rise of vader book right at the end uh obi-wan was at the cantina and there was like the imperial hollow net where they introduced vader as like there, the head yeah. of the some sort I, of head I think, of the empire they're I starting to be, i mean we yeah. see it with book of bofet mando they're starting to bring these eu back into canon oh, yeah. at least the inspiration from it so maybe that'll you know maybe it'll be something like that i think it would be cool if it was personal 
if it was like we see Vader doing to Luke. Like the Godfather. Yeah, they, yeah, what if he does a Fredo thing to him? He just grabs his cheeks and he just... But he does it with a force. He doesn't put his hands on there. He squeezes his cheeks with the force. Hey, real real quick, I saw a message up here, and we're just going to take a quick pause. Uh, Emily Emily sent a message, and she'd like for Vinny and Shanna to just hop in and say hi real quick. Vinny and Shanna, come in. Just come in and say hi. Vinny, who, one of the original co-hosts of Rule of the Galaxy, he and Shanna are here. They're two of the group that we usually go see Star Wars movies with, and they want to say, Emily wanted to say hi to you. So say hi. I hate Emily right there. Hi, Emily. Hi, daughter. <laughs> there you go. Go ahead. You're, you're on. You're live. You read this? Yeah, it's, it's oh, yeah. You don't worry about it. Well, happy Star Wars Day to those of you that celebrate this day. Wow. Are still yeah. on the dark side? Well, I mean, I celebrate Revenge of the Fifth, so I don't really <laughs> I, of I course don't recognize would. the, the Star of Wars course. Day you guys are doing today. It's the contrarian of, in Vinny yeah, at all is, times. This is awkward for me, but yeah, tomorrow, yeah, happy Revenge of the Fifth, you Sith Lords out there, and the, the Empire Sympathizers. Nick Shesky's yeah. loving that right now. Yeah, that's right. How are you guys? I miss you guys. Well, I miss you too. How's it going? I'm glad See you could hop in and be a part oh, of the yeah, show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks for coming. Yeah. Yeah. About, uh, we asked Matt that about what he's looking forward to most, most excited. What are you? Oh. You're gonna have something different, I'm sure. Probably um, riding Rise of the Resistance again. That oh. was probably the the best experience I've ever had in my life. Yeah, the best. Ride. Come on, there's gotta be oh, something man. better. It's not 18 no. minutes. You have not. It's 18 minutes. Yeah, the whole well, experience yeah, is like, like 18 get, minutes. Yeah, you and I. Yeah, you got. Wait, you ever? You guys, you both have not read. The I've been there and couldn't get on the ride. It wasn't oh, yeah. oh yeah, it broke down yeah. for about seven hours when we were there. So, right. Um, but somebody told, turned me onto the site that said you can track ride shutdowns. So then, as soon as I got the notification, I was back on. We took off running and Look got right in line. But yeah, you know, we had to we had to ride it. But it's it's amazing. It's probably the coolest mm -hmm. thing that you're waiting in line. You don't realize you're waiting in line. I mean, you're mm -hmm. spoilers, but you know you're you're captured and you're waiting in this holding cell and. The right end has started yet, but you're like, this is awesome. I'm we are, we, we have a, like the, the, the group is split because D Doc, Brent Dykeman, you have all written it. Alfie's written it. I've written it. Yeah. Nick, myself, you, and Mass have not written it. We were there it. for a honeymoon and it wasn't open. It was, you know, I got, we waited for the, the Millennium Falcon ride, but yeah. Yeah, I, I'm not going to lie. I check it every day. It's like, oh, what's the wait at today? And then, yeah, I'll see three hours or I'll see it shut down. I'll go, oh, that's not surprising. When we wrote it, there wasn't a wait. You had to be there when the park opened yeah. Yeah. to get on it. Yeah. My I, my wife bought the, the lightning lane passes and they were useless because it was shut down for about seven, seven hours. And when we got the notification, the lightning lane was three hours. And then the normal line was like, yeah, you guys are out of luck. Like you can't okay. ride the ride. So. Let's say riding that again, and then maybe staying on the Galactic Cruiser. You know that really, yeah. Experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looking forward to doing that if that can ever be affordable or available, because I don't think you can even do it right now. I think it's invite only, maybe. Uh, it's, no, it's, no, no, it's available. Know in the chat, if it's invite, yeah, only, it's it's, a, it. it's available. You can go right on the Galactic Start. It was. Yeah. They had a bunch of influencers and things like that, mm -hmm. but now it's it's wide open again. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's probably the next thing I'm looking forward to doing. I'm choosing Italy over the Galactic Star Cruiser. Yeah, that's big so. Mistake. Yeah. yeah. Um, Italy, well, come on, that's always there. Anybody I'm gonna look, go I'm there? gonna go, I'm gonna go look and see if I can find part of Nebu there. Yeah. So, there we go. Don't think of that way. You got it. Well, thanks, yeah, Vinny. Man, man. Good seeing you guys. That's right. Hi, yep. Emily. Hi, Emily. <laughs> there um, we go. So, Vinny, hey, Vinny and Mass in one show. How what do you think about that right there, folks? And Tony's Sin producing it. Tony's I mean, producing it. I mean, the whole crew's getting back together. And if Brent and Nick could be here, getting the band back. We are getting the band back together. Yeah, we're going to get the van. We're going to take off. 
hit the, hit the road. Um, we talked about whether you keep the uh, stuff in and out of the box or with the new uh, packaging. What do you guys think? Uh, the announcement today that I was seeing, Tales of the Jedi animated anthology on, on May 28th at Celebration, Dave Filoni is going to be talking that up. D-Doc, are you guys, anything on that? It's going to be all about the Jedi. It's a Jedi anthology. Thoughts? Uh, I'm just, uh, I'm, that's one thing I'm just going blind into and I'm fine with it. Almost like, uh, visions. I'm just like, you know what, but <coughs> sorry, bonus star Wars. I'm fine with it. And also I was muted earlier. I didn't realize it, but I need mass to drop an F bomb at some point. It needs to be on the broadcast. <laughs> so tell me more about what he, so he, he left. He left. He, he stopped in to say hi. Uh, Tales of the Jedi, though. So what is it's it's how far six ago? Ep- it's gonna be six episodes about, as far as I know, different Jedi. It's an animated anthology, so I think each each of the stories is gonna be separate. New Jedi, different. Jedi we've already met. We don't know. We don't know. Oh boy, could be High Republic <laughs> Tales, oh, uh, Knights of the Republic. Uh, could be don't just I'm I just all I said was oh boy that's you know that, you could take oh boy in many ways oh, oh boy it could uh, be okay. excited all oh right. boy. Um, all right. Well, there, yeah, buckle up. So I'll just be still watching Kenobi and I'll get to that at another time. When is a uh, bad batch? Do we know? Um, I don't. Have you I seen anything? Seen I know they're going to have a bad batch. Two. They're going to have a bad batch panel at celebration. Right. Uh, out in LA. I so, would imagine but, it'll be announced then. We all got duped not too long ago. Right. What's that? Oh yeah. Yeah. April they, fool's day. Was it April fool's? Yeah, yeah it was. Yeah, it got us. Well, it got somebody yeah. sitting at this table. Yeah, yeah, no. Come no, on, no I, I, it I, got I, me too. I, that was the one thing. Everything else with sports teams, anything else, I'm like, April Fools, okay. But Star Wars, I'm like, <gasps> it's here. Yeah. Well, so. okay, but now I'm looking at it. Dave Filoni is going to be doing this panel on this Tales of the Jedi. Is he not going to bring back? I mean, Matt Lanner said a while back he was doing some voice work. You know, is it going to be a separate story on Anakin? A separate story on Ahsoka, or is it going to be all new? I don't know. You said, oh boy, I don't know what, I mean, if it could be good or not, but it's going to be Filoni involved. I think it's got to be good. Yeah. Well, I mean, if that's the case, then, then, you know, like the hashtag and the shirts and everything and Filoni you trust and you just leave it up to that. But, right. I think we all have a bug right now for live action rather than animated. Yeah. I mean, any more new Star Wars is good Star Wars, but I don't know. After seeing live action Luke, I, I want a live action Jedi series. Which, okay. Well, yeah, we're still waiting on uh, Skywalker Academy, right? I think Ashley Eckstein actually mentioned that she, you know, in her panel. Yeah, um, it, it's a clothing line. So that's what they trademarked. It, so the clothing line. She had a Skywalker Academy shirt on in in Nashville, and she said, "Look, we talked about it. It's kind of like a Harry Potter kind of thing, where it's an academy to where they're selling gear, like you go to Skywalker Academy." I believe that's all that was announced, but she brought it up at the panel she was on. I would imagine as the technology gets better and better each year, we're pretty close to a Skywalker live action series. It may not be quite there yet, but we're getting closer. The Book of Boba Fett Gallery, episode one, um, that was released today on May the 4th. I mean, they went into real in-depth detail about what they did again to because they were like, "Look, we did at the end of season two Mandalorian with live action Luke, but we knew right that we had to step it up, especially for the episode did. that they were going to do in Book of Boba Fett where Luke carried the episode. 
it's it's insane. I mean, it's absolutely nuts what they can do. It's kind of scary. I only well, yeah, I can get any of us. Yeah. D Doc, you had some. I saw your hand come up. Yeah, uh, who who was the guy um, who played uh, Luke's, I guess, body double? Because I, I haven't watched yet, but I mean, that one picture of him laughing that circulated around Twitter, I'm like, oh my gosh, this guy looks like a clone of Mark Hamill when he was younger. I mean, I would have been fine with them just using that guy. Agreed. Well, I mean, for could've. sure. He, yeah, he does look a lot like him. And I, I was thinking that while I was watching it, I was like, I mean, guys, at some point, like... It's just the way life goes. Like we're gonna we're gonna have to not have Mark Hamill be a part of this. Like at some point, you know. Right. So, uh, at what point are we just gonna come to grips with that? I don't know. But he was heavily involved, heavily yeah. involved in Book of Boba Fett. So he was in both Mandalorian season right. two and Book of Boba Fett. So I, I agree. I'm I'm okay being an original trilogy fan. I'm okay if the old crew has to be shifted out at some point in time. They have to. So either way, it's going to take some getting used to the deep fake is took some getting used to yep. and it's only going to get better. But if you were to have just taken that big step and said, Hey, look, either you want new stories or the character dies, I would be okay too with just recasting the original cast. Right. Same. I mean, I just like you look at like the other superheroes out there, right? I you know, mean, Cause there's still some good storylines that you could explore between a new hope and empire. Right. And, and, and we talked about it in the MCU, how you went through the whole MCU and you had the big characters, right? The big names. You go to this second session that they're doing now. And does it feel the same without Tony Stark and Iron Man? Does it feel the same without Chris Evans? Does it feel the same without, I mean, outside, outside of Spider-Man, I get completely what you're saying because the movies to me, like the Eternals was a good movie, but I couldn't get into the movie. And is it just because we're too far removed from Iron Man? Whereas then we went and saw Spider-Man and right. we're right back into the main characters. Brent Dykeman always bring on the new. I agree. I agree. Bring on the new. That's fine. And now tell us what the new is going to be. Good. Go doctor. One thing I'll agree with Brent on bringing the new, I mean, I, I definitely get that vibe you're talking about with Marvel with the changes happening with it. Moon Knight, I, I mean, that finale, I'm going to be watching that finale once we're done here, but that show is fresh. It's new to Marvel. I don't even see that it's been related to whatever storyline is going on. I don't even know if the last episode will, but that is something that's great and fresh where it's like, to me, it's proof that star Wars can do that with new Jedi shows as Alfie was saying in live action and people will be fine with it. I mean, you, you can move on from the Skywalker saga because to me, Moon Knight exists on its own as an amazing show. It just happens to be Marvel. I don't know how it relates to the bigger picture story. Well, guys, it's a huge universe. I mean, yes, we're, we're stuck on the Skywalkers and, Yes, we can't have Ray do some things after the sequel trilogy, but it's a huge universe. I mean, there's got to be great storylines going on everywhere. I remember back when Alfie and I were young, thinking about writing books and stories of characters right. that weren't even part of the main, you know, scenario. Scenario, scenario, scenario. Anyway, um, so they could do that and make it fresh and new. D Doc, I agree wholeheartedly. Uh, it's just make it a good story, I guess. Well, yeah, I mean, look at. Uh, don't look no further than Mandalorian. Yep. I mean, yeah, they tie in, uh, you know, some of the original and everything like that. But Mando, uh, Grogu, 
Cara Dune, Moff Gideon, Grief Karga. I mean, those are all new characters, you know? So, I mean, there's plenty of possibilities out there. You just got to leave it to the people like Favreau and Filoni who have a sense and have a feel. Or like Rogue One. You know, yeah. that was a great story, and you dropped right smack dab into the. It's Vinny's movie. favorite Star Wars movie. Yeah, sure, it washed and it up. It should be. It's very good characters, but for the most part, it was all new characters and all new stories, and it fit. Agreed. Um, couple different topics that I had left here. D Doc, did you have anything? I, I wasn't sure if I missed you on anything. Okay, we're good. Um, sorry, just I'm looking to the right to see you, and looking over here to see these guys. So I got to bounce back and forth. Um. I saw something come out about the movie rankings and they did it like scientifically. If you want to talk about that, we can, I don't want to step on any toes and take people off. What, what, I mean, what's the, what's the scientific method here? What, they yeah. use, they use stats from IMDB, Rotten Tomato, Metacritic, the revenue from the movie and the profitability of the movie to oh. rank them. Number nine through number one. So last Jedi will be number one because they're going by <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes and <laughs> credits and everybody who's a critic. I got it. Okay. Hear this. Um, it's a good guess. I'm going to run them nine through one. I'm okay. going to let you guys see what you think. All right. Number nine, The Rise of Skywalker. Number eight, Attack of the Clones. Number seven, The Phantom Menace. Number six, Revenge of the Sith. Number seven, or number five, uh, Return of the Jedi. Number four, The Last Jedi. Number three, The Force Awakens. Number two, Empire Strikes Back. Number one, A New Hope. There's just no way on God's green earth that Return of, that Last Jedi is better than Return of the Jedi. No way. No chance. No chance. Lost about, me there. What about Revenge of the Sith? That's yeah, way too low. Very low. Very low. But I mean, just there's just not. It's they're not even comparable. Like there's no argument to be made that Return of the Jedi isn't as good or better than the Last Jedi. It's ridiculous. Okay, D Doc, your thoughts. Shout out to Big Mike right there. That's my cousin Mike. Um, yeah, where where did you say Phantom Menace was at on there? Um, number seven. That number seven. I mean, I think that's kind of low for that. I mean, I don't know. When it comes down to fandom, I would pretty much have the sequel trilogy on the back end, <laughs> even though you know I, I enjoy it if they're on. But um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, they didn't even have Rogue One or Solo on here. It was just the nine. Can we like just real quick? Let's. Rise of Skywalker. They had it at nine. Okay, and we know that it's you know has its faults. Like, what what is the big gripe with Rise of Skywalker? Why why is it to where everybody's just like trash? Movie sucks. Number nine. Do you think trash. it's do you think it's because the Emperor's back? I don't know. I personally liked Rise of Skywalker more than I liked the Last Jedi. So, is it just because like they yeah they feel like it was like rushed and it was like hey we're just stop uh, we don't know what to do here's yeah, the emperor like but it should have been a couple hours longer maybe two movies to kind of explain everything that was going on in the movie i i think it's getting the whiplash effect guys yeah because the fan the force awakens takes us wow look what this could be right the last jedi turns you that direction goes a whole different way and then Rise of Skywalker comes back, doesn't get to the Force Awakens, but it goes the exact opposite way from, from the Last, last Jedi. Jedi. Yeah. The and I think people are just like, yeah, too it, much, too fast. It gets bad mouth because The Last Jedi, <clears throat> we beat this horse to death. You either like it, you either love it, or you hate it. Literally. So The Rise of Skywalker had no hope of appeasing both sides of that. It, it was going to burn. tried to right. make up and bring everybody back, which just makes people even that more angry. 
that they didn't follow the last Jedi or that they copped out and tried to make up for what people didn't like about the last Jedi. Yeah. I mean, rise of Skywalker is just the product of bad planning as an entire franchise. Yeah. In my opinion, it, I mean, it, I liked it watching it in the theater, but the same. pacing of that movie is so fast. It's just like, oh. turn your mind off and let's go breakneck speed. Yeah. It was, it was like the quick hyper, hyper jump. She likes that. Yeah. Right. D doc thoughts. Yeah. I, I relate it to the game of what happened with game of Thrones. I mean, everyone will forever trash the last season of game of Thrones just because if you look at the Skywalker saga, you have, you know, the prequels, the original trilogy, all this stuff leading up to a close. And that was the close of it. And people are going to have issues with it because there's so much material for you to grab off of and think this is how I want it to end. I mean, when something ends, people have a problem with it, no matter what. It, it doesn't even matter if it's a book that you know the end to. People will still have a problem with the way the movie might have translated it. And yeah, I mean, did it feel like the end of the Skywalker saga? I don't know. It didn't feel like it closed the book on it, in my opinion. That's what I'll say. Okay. For sure. It definitely, to me, I mean, when Ray is putting those lightsabers in the sand, it's like, well, that's just tailor-made for a promo here in about 15 years of the sand elevating up and the lightsabers coming back, which will y'all be sitting there like this, you know, like I'm a kid in front of the TV. Uh, so, you know, I can't really complain about it too much, but it is, it does feel like a tragedy almost the, the, how high we all were on star Wars when episode seven came out, the newness, the excitement, the wow, it's back, everything to then where it ended up five years later you, whatever so down at icc con we're sitting there with a bunch of podcasters right so they're giving us their opinions back and forth and one of them mentioned okay force awakens they're saying it's it's a carbon copy of a new hope all right and then somebody i said well you know if you've got a good recipe why mess it up i mean movies basically follow along some similar patterns right so it's like baking a cake if the recipe's good and the cake comes out okay you're probably going to make that same recipe and do the cake again, right? So I was okay with it because The Force Awakens left you with a bit of hope. It had a good storyline. You know, yes, Han died. But other than that, he did. Oh, man. Sorry, 2015 people. I'm sorry. Um, so, yeah. So that's just that's where I looked at it. I at. guess the carbon copy. I get that. It was. It followed a lot of the same beats, and I was fine with that because the movie left enough little breadcrumbs, cookie crumbs, you mm -hmm. will. You know, who was Finn? Does he? Did we ever learn the last name? No. No. Why did Kylo Ren say that girl when the right. officer or said, what you know, girl? They, yeah, exactly. I thought that was really going to go somewhere. Me too. You know, the Force Church. Why was it on Jakku, the next village over from the next chosen one? <laughs> I thought there would be you, right. there were things there for somebody to build on a story on why these things happened. Okay, so I know not everybody here is book readers. I know Brent Dykeman sitting out there right now is not a big book reader, but the new uh, book with Luke and Lando is coming out, and it's right. going to take place like ten or fifteen years after Jedi, so ten or fifteen years before uh, Force Awakens, and it's supposed to delve into some of these things where they're planting the seeds and getting ready for the force awakens. So maybe there's some things in that I'll cross my fingers that there are, but we've talked about it all along. Put us 
in either a live action or an animated series on Disney Plus that puts those breadcrumbs from uh, Return of Jedi to The Force Awakens, I'm all for it. Clear up some of the haziness in the middle, and, and I'll buy into that second trilogy or third trilogy. And one thing that I really dislike about the new trilogy, if you're going to talk about, and I say this all the time, I know I'm bringing it up, you made this trilogy for a new generation of Star Wars fans, and the thing that I dislike is you have completely abandoned them after this movie. Yep. You told me Ray was the future of Star Wars, and we bought into it 100%, and you did not support that character after this movie. There is no reason why there is not a child's yellow lightsaber. Agreed. Not everything has to be black series. Not everything has to cost $300. Mm. You you presented this character to my children. They love them. Continue to support them. I like it. D-Doc, did you have anything? No, I mean, just, just when I'm... Uh, one thing I'll say about the sequel trilogy, though, is... Disney did do a good job with it in Galaxy's Edge, in my opinion. Like, I wanted to watch the sequel trilogy when I left Galaxy's Edge and rode the Rise of Resistance mm -hmm. and saw all the First Order Stormtroopers and stuff like that. Like, I was kind of excited about it. I do think they have an opportunity to expand on that universe, show us how it started, and maybe add some little nuggets to make those movies a little better. I think it's possible. That's interesting. Yeah, never thought about that. That's true. I'm going to try to squeeze one more topic in before we shut down for the evening. Okay. We were lucky enough to meet Anna Graves, the voice of Duchess Satine. She was great. She was great in the panel with, with the other Clone Wars actors. When I was looking back at this and a lot of people consider certain characters to be very, very important and other characters, just side characters. But if you look at Duchess Satine in the Clone Wars and here's an original trilogy guy, right? Uh, that's what I am. But, Looking at this, once you brought the Duchess Satine character and the Mandalore storyline in, look what this has built into how Clone Wars finished up on Mandalore. Ahsoka, Darth Maul, right? All those things taking off, okay? Um, so Clone Wars had it. Rebels, right? full of Mandalore, full of Mandalorian. Bo-Katan, okay? We're seeing all those characters. Crosses into Mandalorian. Crosses into... Boba Fett in the original trilogy, Mandalorian series, Book of Boba Fett series. That one character and that one storyline has now fed from 2010 or so, 2009 to now. And most people, if you said, I'm a, go talk to somebody and they say, I'm a Star Wars fan, you go, Who's Duchess Satine? They'd go, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, right. But sure. Look how important. I mean, the Darksaber came. Mm -hmm. from that storyline moff gideon now had that you know what i mean yeah it's true it's it's amazing how that little storyline right there grew into all that well, over not that even time just frame. the dark saber but the whole history behind the dark saber and what it means for somebody to have it correct the ruler of mandalore by having the dark saber i mean i i just if you look at some of the the most popular characters right now in the in the star wars universe as they're building that star wars mcu heading towards whatever they're mandalorians and, and they're based off of that character and that storyline. It was just a cartoon that George said, let's, let's expand on that a little right. bit. And the best part of it is, is, you know, cause I'm a Boba Fett guy. I'm sure we all know that character that had three minutes of screen time, what four lines and has now spanned into this story yep. to where they introduced Duchess Bo-Katan. Got to show your tattoo. 
No, I agree. They want to see your tattoo, your new one. Yeah, Can we get good? that? Yep, we got it. All right. <laughs> it's in there. <laughs> and now we've created this whole history of Mandalore and the Mandalorians, and Boba Fett's no longer a Mandalorian. Yeah. Well, I mean, didn't he have, the, enthusiasm he, had the, he had the chain code or whatever for Mandalore? True, but I'm just saying story-wise, he's no longer right. an actual Mandal right. Mandalorian and is no longer part of this Mandalorian story that was created to give Based him off a backstory. Him. Right. Hey. Well, Stranger things. It all, though. Stranger yeah. things have happened in Star Wars. <laughs> okay, we're going to tie it up. Any closing thoughts from you, Alfie, from you, Joey? Any, Why don't we just send it around? Why don't we start with D-Doc? D-Doc. All right. Yeah. I'll just close it out saying happy May the 4th to everybody. And I mean, I'm, I'm always honored to do a weekly show with you guys. I love doing it. I love talking Star Wars as Michael Havens from ICCC said, how do you make new friends when you get older? You make them talking about Star Wars, which is totally true. So I'm thankful to be on here. I'm thankful for the people who follow us. I hope you guys have a great May the 4th. You got it. And I can't wait to hear about uh, doc number three on the way. So we're, we're ready to hear that announcement. Thank you, man. Hey, uh, just like he said, happy May the 4th. And I'm looking so forward to next year being able to say the same thing with this group of guys. Love talking Star Wars with you guys. You got it. Yeah, for sure. Star Wars is family. Always has been, always will be. So it's great to be here tonight. Thanks to Comic Book University for, for hosting us. Tony, Yellow Line Productions, doing a fantastic job. And I'll do a little shameless plug. Uh, so Tony and I are going to be working together, uh, not with Rule of Galaxy, but uh, the week leading up to the race, the Indy 500, we're going to be doing pretty much this out at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. So uh, very much looking forward to that. Dad, thanks for having me and for doing no all this. And uh, yeah, I'm going to go watch the Kenobi trailer about 300 more times. Tonight, so. <laughs> well, again, to follow up, thanks to Rob. Thanks to Dare for having us at Comic Book University. Remember, any comic book store around the country, go look out free comic book day on May the 7th. It's freecomicbookday.com. They're going to have sales at each one of these comic book stores. Tony's got the plug up there. I love it. Uh, D-Doc, thank you for joining us from Philly. Uh, for all of our listeners and followers, thanks for being a part of it. Thanks for giving this a listen. It'll be out as a podcast and on, on YouTube, I'm sure, soon enough after this. So if you didn't get a chance, you'll be able to check it out there. Thanks again. A couple things. Thanks again to all the Rule of the Galaxy wives and significant others for always putting up with all of our craziness. Thanks to all the co-hosts, Joey, Alfie, Brent, D-Doc, Mass, Tony, Vinny. You guys are all great. Um, did I say Nick? No, Nick. Nick Chesky. Um, you know what? It's just a pleasure to be here and talking Star Wars. It's all about family. We're loving it. And that's how we're going to close it out. So until next week, may the force be with you.